uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. So after George Soros did not fund him for, um, you know, and George Soros funded the Ferguson protests, he funded Black Lives Matter, he funded a lot of bullshit that never equated to anything. Yeah. It was just something to keep us distracted and for us to, to, you know, to influence us. You know, these people, you know, um, some, some, a very wise man asked me a question. He said, what, what is the most powerful man in the world want? Mm. Oh, fuck, I don't know. You know. What does he want for his birthday? He's the most powerful, richest man in the world who has everything. What does he want? Mm. And at the time, I couldn't think. I'm like, I, I don't know. He wants to be God. Mm-hmm. He wants the power to save and influence the world around him. Man. You know, I, my father was a very philosophical man. He said, how much power does the most powerful man in the world have? I'm mm. like, uh, I'm sure this is a trick question. That was. Mm-hmm. He has none. The yeah. only power he has is how to react to his situation. And this is what these rich people do. They try to influence the world around them. And for the most part, they do a very good job of it because we as black people have proven to be very influential. I'm sorry. Very influenced. You know, these people will yeah. tell us the sky is, is green and we'll just run with it. Okay, the sky is green. Cool. So now um, when we're dealing with um, uh, Colin Kaepernick, he was upset with George Soros because he didn't fund him. Uh, mm. he, he, he funded him, him to walk around here and seem like a... Like, he funded him to walk around and be the fake black messiah that was propped up, you know, a propped up fake, you know, scarecrow in the in the cornfield just to keep the crows away. Yeah. But then when the uh, Black Panther, the, Car- the, the Carolina Panthers, uh, was up for sale, George Soros pulled the funding. So then, um, um, uh, old boy was very upset that George Soros had stopped funding him. So George Soros kind of keep him, you know, to to keep him pacified. Uh, hooked him up with Nike. So then Nike backed him. Nike's uh, stocks went through the roof. Hell I yeah. think Nike's stock, <laughs> yeah. you know, had <laughs> exploded overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, really bankrolling um, uh, old boy all over again. Yeah. Uh, so now George Soros said, uh, Colin Kaepernick up with Nike, and Nike bankrolled him along with themselves. And who got the shortest end of the stick in all of this that happened? Yeah, us. Us. We we didn't get nothing from the NFL. Hell no. We didn't get nothing from George Soros. <laughs> yep. We didn't get nothing from Nike. But at the very end of the day, George Soros, Colin Kaepernick, and Nike got us ass of money from us yep. it's called what did white people tell you back in uh, uh, I forgot when the, when, when the revolutionary war ended July 4th 1776 obviously I didn't forget what, mm-hmm. did, what did white people tell you July 4th 1776 no taxation mm-hmm. without representation, representation yeah. you gave these people a ass of money from a propped up fake ass savior Mm. And he didn't do nothing for you. We are in no better a situation now than we were when he played for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So, with that said, I am done investing in any hope with no results. Yeah, exactly. This is Grandma. We need to vote. 
this is this is the, the uh, diet revolutionaries who just on the bandwagon shit. Yeah. You know, George Soros and them leverage their influence. We need to get behind Colin Kaepernick. Grandma, why we need to vote? Yeah. Uncle, why, why we need to get behind Colin Kaepernick? Cuzzo, why we need to do all this nigga shit? Mm-hmm. Because you have clearly, as a people, forgotten the revolution will not be televised. Yep. But what did they do? They came on that TV, and who tuned in? You. Yep. Guess who didn't buy them, them, them Nikes? Exactly. The Arabs. Mm. The Asians. Guess who... Guess who is the lowest voter uh, 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 demographic in America? Yep, them. Asians? Arabs? Yeah. Guess who don't watch TV? Them. Asians? <laughs> Arabs? They chilling. <laughs> we, as the nigga society, are Media. funding our own oppression Man. because we show a, 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 a high pro- propensity to do our, I'm sorry, a low propensity of doing research, a high propensity of jumping on bandwagons, a low propensity of being proactive, a high propensity of being reactive. They have used all of these things. Keep in mind, this, the plantation was not a, 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 a economic program. Mm-hmm. The plantation was the first projects. Oh, yeah. And do you know why they call the projects a projects? Exactly. <laughs> Because it's a project. Yeah, they trying to. So what do you yeah. mean, from if 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 the plantation wasn't used for growing corn, cotton, and and tobacco, what were they doing? Bitch, they was up there studying you. Yeah. And now they've gotten nigga psyche down mm-hmm. to a science. It's down to a science. <laughs> Black people can't do this. White people go to college. Uh, well, Cody, mm-hmm. when you gonna get a degree in, mom? I'm going to get a degree in nigger psyche. Mm-hmm. And we're going to learn how to manipulate these niggas. We're going to give them a uh, 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 three-card Monty. We're going to give them holograms. We're going to give them MK Ultra. We're going to give them uh, celebrity saviors. We're going to give them religion. We're going to give them nigger names. We're going to give them everything under the sun and keep their asses fucked up. Sweet. And ensure in the spirit of J. Edgar Hoover there will never be a black messiah to rise on the United States soil. Man. Facts. Fuck Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> Trash, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. People, Colin I, Kaepernick did for us what Obama did for us. Exactly. Just like he, the, the audacity of hope that was, you know, just like when uh, Trump had ran on Make America Great Again, Barack ran on the audacity of hope. Hope, yeah. And what did he do? What does the preacher do? What does he sell you every Sunday? Hope. Yeah. Hope. Just like Jesse. What did Colin Kaepernick... I'm sorry? Just like Jesse. Keep hope alive. <laughs> Keep, Keep hope, hope alive. alive. <laughs> what did Colin Kaepernick sell your nigga ass? Yep. Hope. Hope. Mm-hmm. The preacher never came through with anything solid. Yeah. Obama, Jesse, Al, Hillary... Trump, Hillary you know, right. they're not giving, and, and a lot of Democrats be like, Republicans so stupid, Donald Trump ain't done nothing for them. Yeah. Well, what the fuck the Democrats do for your ass? 
Ain't you just as stupid as, as, as the Republicans? <laughs> just like Donald Trump never done nothing for no fucking Republicans. Donald Trump has done more for Russians than he's done for America. Period. Uh, period. Yeah. With your silly American ass. With your silly patriotic ass. Yep. So, um, you know, what's that said? Fuck Kaepernick. He ain't shit. He's, 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 he's yeah. a scarecrow. Some shit cropped up in the field keep crows away. And yeah. our crows them stayed away. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, black boulets, people understand, it's black boulets out there, and as you mentioned... It's the boulet. Yeah, the boulet. boulet. It's the boulet. Yeah, boulet, yeah. And where, where they where do they recruit the boulet from? The fraternities. Fraternities, yep. And Colin Kaepernick is very proud of his fraternity. Ah, uh, yep. He's a, he, he's a frat boy. Martin Luther King was you a know? frat boy, yeah. He was a frat boy. Yep. A bunch of frats who operate from the boulet. Yep. You know, shit, uh, fucking, uh, you know that, that your boy uh, LeBron James never went to college, right? Oh, exactly, nope. Never went to college, they right? They drafted him, they drafted him from, uh, from high school. Mm-hmm. You've seen the tat on, uh, on, uh, His chest. on, um, LeBron and James' chest? Yep. You ever seen the tat on his chest? The same logo, yep. <laughs> Black. Boulet. Boulet, exactly. LeBron James has a big fucking boule tattoo on his chest like Superman. Yeah. Crumb, I love LeBron James. Yep. If you don't sit your nigga ass down <laughs> with your celebrity saviors and non-researching ass and uh, uh, popular opinion ass niggas. Yeah, man. Crumb, why you call me a nigga? Nigga, <laughs> if you don't <laughs> stop playing with me. Man. You are the epitome and the poster child of what a nigga is, and you the first one upset with the name nigga. Stop playing with me. Man. You know, just like you said earlier in the, in, in, in the podcast, keep it a buck. Yep. You know, that's what, that's what I respect about, what's the Kanye girlfriend name that uh, Wiz Khalif messed with, too? Um, Amber Rose. At least Amber Rose kept it a buck. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, a buck. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, look, I'm a slut. Don't slut shame me, I'm a slut. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you, you know why I respect Amber Rose? Yeah. Because she said, look, I know I'm a slut. Yeah. I can respect that. I can respect her more than a nigga who will deny that he a nigga. Exactly, yeah. Stop playing with me, family. Just keep it a buck. Yep. Just say I'm a nigga and don't nigga shame me. I'm, I'm a proud nigga. Yeah. I can respect the man who is gay for saying, "Hey, I'm gay. Don't don't shame me because I'm I am who I am." I got I'm a, I got more respect for that man than the man who is heterosexual, or I'm sorry, who is gay and pretends to be exactly. uh, pretends to be heterosexual. Exactly. Yeah. Nigga, who do you think you fooling? Yeah. You a nigga? I know you a nigga. <laughs> you act like a nigga. You smell like a nigga. You walk like a nigga. You think like a nigga. You talk. And you get mad when a nigga call you nigga. Yeah. Still nigga. <laughs> yeah. You've seen these gay people. Yeah. Nigga, you look gay, you act gay, you walk gay, you dress gay, you talk gay, your best friend act just like you. Yeah. Why is you walking around like you had on sexual, bro? You ain't fooling nobody and get mad and you call them gay. Hey, Stop man. playing with exactly. me. Exactly. I know y'all niggas. Just keep it a buck. I can respect that a little more than that fucking facade you're trying to pull as yep. if you're something else other than who you really are. Yeah. Uh, no, not even just that that video. Uh, that you know, uh, 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 the OJ story. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Jay-Z said this shit a long time ago. Yeah, he been... You can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Mm -hmm. Under that, you are who you are, player. Hey, Jay, man, got quotables, man. He shoot. Straight up. He had a his song called What's Free with him, Meek Mills. Man, he, man, that his his verse was crazy. What did you think about Rick Ross's verse up there? Rick Ross's verse, it, it was it was cool. Rick Ross, he, I feel like he's he's uh slept on, but yeah, Jay, he just murdered the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I I like Rick Ross. So let me just say this in terms of music. I think he's a talented art artist. I'm not taking anything away from him. But yeah. I heard that song. Yeah. And the song was so fucking tantalizing. Mm-hmm. My fucking heart chakra started throbbing. Yeah. So I'm listening to the song. Meek Mills was on topic. I listened to the song. Jay was on topic. Yeah. Rick Ross, I don't know what the hell he was talking about. He really about wasn't on topic, yeah. <laughs> His verse, it just not, it didn't flow. gang banging and killing. I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, Meek Mills was talking about being free. Yeah. Jay was talking about being free. Rick Ross was talking about moving dope. <laughs> yeah. uh, he must have pulled that verse from another song and he liked it and he put it on this track, yeah. not knowing. And he must have not, not, not heard the hook. Me was like, look, here's a hot verse that, 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 that Rick got. We just yeah. put our verses to it. By the time he, uh, Rick found out, like, oh shit, I should have wrote another verse for this because yeah. it don't fit. He probably found but, out uh, late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rick Ross probably found out late, definitely, man. Shoot. But, yeah, um, I was a little disappointed. Like, uh, what does this verse got to do with being free? I'm yeah. lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I already know your opinions on Christmas. Like, Kwanzaa, I seen you uh, put a, uh, the brother that founded Kwanzaa, created Kwanzaa. Could you elaborate more on, uh, like, Kwanzaa, your feelings on Kwanzaa and all that? Kwanzaa is a government op. Yep. It's something created by the CIA, mm -hmm. uh, what they call culture creators. You know how we have a culture of skinny jeans? Yeah. You know how we have a culture where we say nigga in, 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 in every rap song, but we don't say cracker? Mm -hmm. You know how we have a, uh, a, a culture where we see the light-skinned girls and we don't see very many dark-skinned girls in the videos? Yeah. This comes from an entity called uh, a CIA, FBI, um, uh, United Effort for Culture Creators. Mm. What they are doing is trying to create a culture in which they want us to fall into. This, uh, this was a response from the early, uh, uh, well, it was a this was Kwanzaa was was created in the seventies, but keep in mind mm -hmm. this was a response as well. So when we started, well, we've always created culture, but when you see uh, Run DMC, no, I'm sorry, not Run DMC. You see uh, African Bambada. You're going to see Public Enemy. Mm -hmm. You're going to see um, uh, um, who was another one? African Bambada, Public Enemy. Um, Boogie Down Productions, which yeah. was probably most notably KRS-One, yeah. where they were creating a culture. Even a uh, well, salute to Tribe Called uh, Quest, too. Tribe Called Quest. A yeah. lot of these people who were just, you know, self-destruction, you had it for self-destruction, yeah. you know, different, where they were creating a culture of, you know, black is beautiful, you know, get your mind right type of shit. Yeah. Well, that came on the heels of the Black Panther Party. 
Mm. Now, the Black Panther Party was created in 1966 from uh, Bobby Seale and um, Huey P. Newton in uh, Oakland, California. Now, what we're going to see from them is something a little bit different from Malcolm X, from Martin Luther King and even Malcolm X. Ma- Malcolm King, as we say, was a part of the Boule, and, and, and uh, Martin Luther King, I'm sorry, yeah, Martin Luther King um, was a integrationalist. He was a turner of the cheek, forgive or forget, nigga. Yeah. Uh, and even Malcolm X, who I consider myself to be more like, was yeah. a little more rhetorical, uh, I'm sorry, and not rhetorical, but he, you know, he he he, he spoke a lot of rhetoric. You know, yeah. he was more of a talker. Now, what the, what's the difference between those and the Black Panther Party? What we're going to see with the Black Panther Party is they're going to storm uh, government buildings mm. with guns. Yeah. Malcolm X never did that. Mm-hmm. He he never got his gun and sat in front of a building you know, or ran into a congressional meeting. Bobby Seale ran into a congressional meeting with a fucking loaded weapon. They had to stop a Congress proceeding because Bobby Seale was in that bitch ready to let off. Yeah. So now, uh, the government said we need to, we need to, to, well, not the government, but it was actually um, J. Edgar Hoover. He said verbatim, we're going to have to neutralize these black organizations. And it's interesting that they never defined what neutralize means. Yeah. But we can kind of get an idea of that. So uh, this is Oakland. This is ha- all happening in Oakland. Yeah. But what we're seeing is a... F- Hold on, I'm going to put this on speaker. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The phone was messing with my ear. Can, can you still hear me good? Yeah, you're good. Oh. So um, what we're going to see is a guy in Los Angeles because this now is spreading. Um, are you familiar with Fred Hampton? Oh, yes, of course. Yep. He was, you know, and for the listeners who may not be, Fred Hampton was the leader of the Black Panther Party in the Chicago chapter. Chicago, yep. So now, Bunchy Carter is the leader of the Black Panther Party in the Los Angeles chapter. So what the FBI is noticing, and the CIA, and, and along with Richard Nixon, who was the president at this time, and Richard Nixon is, you know, all this happening in California, and Richard Nixon is a, is, is a Californian. He's, he's native, born and raised in California. Yeah. So a lot of this is happening in his hometown. Not his hometown, but his home state, excuse me. Yeah. So Richard Nixon is the president at the time. J. Edgar Hoover is in the is heading the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He's still alive, and they're all witnessing the Black Panther Party do these things like never before. The yeah. Black Panther Party was nothing like Martin Luther King, and the Black Panther Party was even more radical than Malcolm X. Man, yeah, definitely. And through all of that, they're spreading through cities and creating chapters outside of where they domicile. This isn't just something that we're going to see in Oakland. This is something that we're going to see in Chicago. This is something we're going to see in Baltimore. This is something we're going to see in New Jersey. This is something we're going to see in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. So now, you know, because Asada Shakur was in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, uh, Tupac Shakur's aunt. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. Um, so now in Oakland, California, so the government is trying not to overtly kill these people. They're trying to covertly kill these people. Now, we know what Fred Hampton in California, they had to overtly 
just shoot his ass up. Because Fred Hampton, he was, he was a fucking beast. Oh, yeah, he was a real one. Man. They like, I don't know Bunchy Carter, but you know Fred Hampton. The crazy thing Fred. is, uh, Fred, he died the same day Jay-Z was born on. Like, that was crazy. Like, I was born. Yeah. If you listen to the Watch the Throne album, it was a, uh, 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 a um, dual effort between Kanye and Jay-Z. In my personal opinion, one of the best songs on that album, Jay-Z says, I was born on the day Fred Hampton died, which was December 4th. Yeah. Jay-Z was born December 4th. Fred Hampton died on uh, on December 4th. Yeah. Um, so, um, they tried, the, uh, so just like Fred Hampton was the leader of the Black Panther Party um, of the Chicago chapter, Bunchy Carter was the leader of the Black Panther Party of the Los Angeles uh, chapter. Now, Bunchy Carter, they called him the ghetto mayor of, of, of Los Angeles, and I forgot what the movie was called, but there was a character who Notorious B.I.G., Biggie, had likened himself after. I forgot what the movie was called, but the character's name was Frank White. And he had a famous line in the movie. He said, I don't care if a Nick gets sold in Central Park, I want in. And, um, you know, Frank White was kind of like the ghetto mayor of uh, Brooklyn. Um, so now you have Bunchy Carter in real life, because Frank White is only a character. In real life, you have Bunchy Carter, who was coined the uh, the ghetto mayor of Los Angeles. Because if a Nick got sold on Great Street, mm-hmm. Bunchy Carter in on that. Now keep in mind, this was before the rise of the Bloods and the Crips that came in the late 70s, early 80s. Now you're going to see there's still gang activity in the, in California, and the Blood and the Crips, which is the most reputable, uh, had not taken their height yet. So the leading game in Los Angeles at the time was the Slauson game. And you know these games were named from their communities, from Slauson Street. Yeah. So the Slauson game was the biggest game in California at, well, not California, excuse me, in Los Angeles at that time, and the leader of this game was Bunchy Carter. Now, if you look into the Black Panther Party in Oakland, the headquarters, you're going to see that uh, Bobby Seale, uh, Huey P. Newton, they kind of started out as a gang as well. They weren't banging hard or nothing like that, but they was doing some little shit, you know, stealing car radios, fighting, spray painting, just little, you know, whatever shit. Yeah. However, the Slauson game, the Slauson game was catching bodies. The Slauson game was racketeering, extortion. The Slauson game was also mafia mob shit. Mm. These were some real deal gangsters. So now, um, uh, Bunchy Carter is in jail, or in prison rather, mm-hmm. and hears through the grapevine that some dudes in, 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 in Oakland who were gang members turned political. Mm. Now, Bunchy Carter, when he's in jail, he, te- he, he pulls a Malcolm X while he's in jail. He teaches himself how to read, he teaches mm-hmm. himself how to run. And he kind of just turns himself into a educated person and turns a whole new leaf. So once he goes, he makes a, a journey out to, um, he makes a journey over to Oakland. And, you know, once uh, Bobby Seale and Huey P. Newton learned about this dude, they were like, oh shit, we was former gangbangers. He was a former gangbanger. We educated ourselves. He educated himself. We're leaders in our community. He's the leader in his community. Yeah. It was a no-brainer. 
This shit was like fucking Cinderella in the slipper. <laughs> that fit that bitch perfectly. Yeah. It was a match made in heaven. Yeah. It was, that shit could have been a fucking Disney movie, how that shit worked out so well. So, so uh, Bobby Seale and Huey P. Newton give him a charter. He goes back to Los Angeles, and he starts the Los Angeles chapter of the Black Panther Party. Mm. So now, he catches the attention of none other than Judge Joe Brown, who at the time, obviously, is not a judge. He is a uh, professor at the biggest college, one of the biggest college, I would say the biggest, in Los Angeles, which is UCLA. Yeah. So he uh, recruits Bunchy Carter, and he says, well, now that you've turned a new leaf, you're no longer a gangbanger, and your gang, who is still intact, has all turned themselves over. They're like, you know what? None of us are gangbangers no more. We are all revolutionaries. So now he's the leader of the biggest revolutionary group in Los Angeles. So everybody in Los Angeles hears about it. So mm-hmm. Judge Joe Brown, who's a, who's a professor at uh, UCLA, he recruits uh, Bunchy Carter to come be a student. Like, look, well, you know, you've done everything else. You've taught yourself how to read. I'll get you in. Yeah. You know, he didn't have a high school education, but in them days, people could pull strings. Yeah. So Judge Joe Brown pulls some strings, and he gets him enrolled. So now... Um, the government sees all of this and they're like, damn, just like we had to stop Fred Hampton, we're going to have to stop Bunchy Carter. So the government, they had two guys. One name is Ron Everett and the other, his name is Donald DeFreeze. Mm-hmm. The, the CIA and the FBI had a dual partnership in funding the LAPD, the Los Angeles Police Department, yep. and they give them money they go to the LAPD, they give them money. They said, find us two coons, two jigaboos, mm. two pulse monkeys, two spear chuckers, two moon crickets, you know, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Two Uncle Toms. So they found two of the best Uncle Toms they could find. Ron Everett, today, mm. known as Milana Karenga, the mm. founder of Kwanzaa, mm. and Donald DeFree. Donald DeFreeze was the leader of a uh, terrorist organization, a terrorist group called SLA, mm. the Symbolese Liberation Army. Mm. Both, these, both these motherfuckers went hard. Yeah. But keep in mind, they were being funded by the government. Yeah. So now, um, or specifically the government via uh, the uh, liaison of the LAPD. So the LAPD, now that they have this bankroll from the CIA and the FBI, they give the, they, they, they start a, uh, a team. Uh, I forgot what the name of the team was. It's called uh, Counter Conspiracy Squad or something like that, CSS mm-hmm. or ECS or SSC, some shit like that. You know, it's kind of like a SWAT team, mm-hmm. but it's, it's more of a covert underground hidden mission that people aren't going to find out until, you know, uh, four or five decades later, you know, 2010, 2020. So now, uh, you know, because this, this is, this is 19, late 60s, mm-hmm. 1960s. So we got 60, 70, 80, 90, 2010, 2020. It's about 50, 60 years later. So anyway, um, let's just say 50 years later, five decades, half a century. So mm-hmm. half a century later, we all find out that Donald DeFreeze was on the payroll of, um, 
the LAPD, and Ron Everett was on the payroll of the LAPD. Now, before I go into Ron Everett with the creator of Kwanzaa, I want to talk about Donald DeFries really quickly. When I was doing my, my research on Donald DeFries, I felt a chill roll up my spine. Donald DeFries, he was born on the same day I was born on. Man. He's like, okay, fuck that. Don't nobody give a shit. No, now, <laughs> he died on the day my sister was born. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? So now, you know, needless to say, this is very, this is very intriguing to Crumb Snatcher. Mm -hmm. So now, um, Donald DeFreeze, he don't recruit black people. He's a black guy. Mm -hmm. him, and, him and Ron. Donald and Ron are both blacks. So he creates a game called the Lebanese, uh, 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 the Symbanese uh, Liberation Army. Mm -hmm. And Symbanese is not a group, it's not a country in Africa, nothing like that. Symbanese is 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 a uh, uh, derivative of the word symbiote. Mm. So he has the symbiote liberation army, and under him is a bunch of white people, including uh, a famous uh, a famous person's daughter. Donald DeVries kidnapped a famous uh, uh, her name is Patty Hurts, something mm. like that. Hurts, yeah. Hurts, Hurts, something like that. Patty Hurst, she was the daughter of a famous dude. Donald Freeze kidnapped that bitch, mm. locked her in a fucking closet, and read to her for six months straight. Let her ass out the closet and dick her down, long dick style. Oh, man. She's a rich girl. Rich yeah. girl. Had had that bitch out there robbing banks. She's still alive to this day. To yep. look Patty Hurst, yep. Found her, yep. Mm -hmm. Dick her ass down, had that rich bitch out this bitch robbing. Him, I think he had like six or seven white people down with him. Most of them dead, but a couple of them still alive, and he, he's dead too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, his his group, SLA, Symbiote Cybernese uh, 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 Liberation Army, uh, um, consisting of all white people besides himself, has a logo. Did you ever watch Captain America growing up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Captain. Captain America's nemesis was Hydra. Hydra yeah. was an organization. Yeah. And um, the the organization for Hydra, uh, I'm sorry, the logo for the organization was like a snake with seven heads. Mm. So uh, uh, his, his logo was very similar to similar to Hydra's logo, and it was a snake with seven heads. Then you might say, well, Crumb, that's also the symbol you're going to see in uh, Hindu culture, where you know yeah. there's, there's a famous picture of Buddha, and he's uh, meditating, yep. and he's sitting uh, in front of a snake, and the snake's name is Naga, and mm -hmm. Naga was Buddha's best friend, Naga. the seven-headed snake. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the catch. The seven-headed snake had... had Hold and accept incorrect calls, silly voicemail. I had to send somebody a voicemail, it'll be bad. Seven friend 
principles of Kwanzaa, seven principles of Kwanzaa. And we go to images really quickly. Just try to get it picked. So the seven heads of the snake for this terrorist organization was Umoja, mm-hmm. uh, Ujima, Ojama, Nia, Kumba, mm. Amani, uh, Ku, uh, mm-hmm. These were the seven heads of the snake for SLA. Mm. This was all created by Donald DeFreeze. Man. So now, who, who found out? Well, his partner in crime, literally. Yeah. Ron Everett, who mm. changed his name to the Karina. Milana Karina finds out what Donald DeFreeze created. Because keep in mind, Milana Karina was sent to kill Bunchy Carter. Mm-hmm. Milana Karina was sent to kill Bunchy Carter. Man. So Milana Karina goes over to UCLA. Doc, uh, I'm sorry, Judge Joe Brown is in the cafeteria with mm-hmm. Bunchy Carter and 42 other people in broad daylight when Ron Everett, otherwise known as Milana Karinga, walked in that fucking cafeteria on the on the on school grounds. Because you know, you know, you get caught with a gun. You know, you get a certain amount of time. Yeah. You get caught with a gun in a school zone. Oh yeah. So now he goes onto a school ground in broad daylight in front of 42 witnesses, one of them being Judge Joe Brown, who said he testified. And he shot in cold blood Bunchy mm. Carter. Damn. And got off. Mm. After he got off for uh, shooting Bunchy Carter, he starts Kwanzaa. Because keep in mind, mm-hmm. um, the day before Donald DeFreeze died, here comes Judge Joe Brown again. Judge Joe Brown, because it's California. Mm-hmm. Judge Joe Brown is going to the most famous greasy spoon in the city. Uh, you know, not not a famous five-star restaurant, the most famous McDonald's of that time in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Whataburger or some shit like that, White Castle. You know, every city has a most famous greasy spoon where everybody will go to get, you know, a sloppy burger or some shit like that. Man. Um, so guess who was in the most famous greasy spoon in Los Angeles? Yeah, him, <laughs> man. <laughs> Donald DeFreeze mm-hmm. and, the, and the, uh, the sitting U.S. Senator for California having breakfast together. Man. The very next day, the very next day, Donald DeFreeze dies in a, in a, in a, a gunfight with LAPD. Damn. So yeah. now, now your boy, uh, uh, what is his name again? Ron Everett, otherwise known as Milana Karinga, mm-hmm. is still in the heat. Yeah. The people who, who, who were paying you and your partner stopped paying your partner and killed him. Yeah. So now, it feels like he's next, but he don't know how he's going to die. Yeah. So now, he believes that they sent a spy. Because same thing they, yep. they did him to do. Mm-hmm. It's coming back to him. He feels like somebody's spying on him. Yep. So now, he thinks it's somebody within his organization. That's his why he wild out. Called, yeah. This organization is called Us, or mm-hmm. United Slaves. So somebody in the uh, Us organization is spying on him, and he suspects it's two black women. Mm. Kidnaps them. If, if you grab somebody and 
move them against their will more than five feet. That's considered kidnapping. Did you know that? That's crazy. All you gotta do is move somebody against their will more than five feet, and that's kidnapping. That's crazy. So, so he took these women against their will and kidnapped them and locked them in the basement, hogtied the asses, and he uh, burned the inside of their mouths with soldering uh, irons. Um, he put their feet in a vice grip. He uh, waterboarded. This is before waterboarding was even known in America. Mm -hmm. He was waterboarding these women. Where do you think he got the idea of how to waterboard somebody from? Yeah, man. The same government that was paying him. Mm. So he's waterboarding these women. Brother, I mean, the, the amount of torture he did to these women was disgusting. Yeah, I see yeah, he, yeah, terrible man. He, he's definitely trash, man. Yeah. So yeah, he's trash. He's garbage. He's a fucking you know, he's doing it to black women. He's not doing it that, that, that's the thing about these pussies. Mm hmm These pussies will bang on a woman. Yep. But they won't a man. Yeah. Yep. So now um he uh does all of this to them. And he gets off. He's supposed, he's supposed to get 10 years in jail. He's found guilty. He's supposed to get 10 years in jail. But he, he uh, begged these people to help him. And they helped him. And he only served 360 days in prison. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he got out of prison, within 40 days of his release, mm -hmm. they made him a professor at UCLA. Damn. The gunman who came to UCLA is now the professor at UCLA. Crazy. Less than days after serving his bid, they gave him a, a, a really comfortable job. That's why today people will accept Kwanzaa, but they won't accept Martin, Martin, uh, uh, Malcolm X's birthday, March 19th. Mm. Man, so yeah, the seven, the seven principles are the seven, the seven uh, snakes. Like uh, the of Naga. In, of Naga, man, that's crazy. Man, food for thought. Now, if you ask, now keep in mind, it's a made-up holiday. Exactly. It's a made-up holiday taken from, um, uh, what did they take that from? Uh, I guess in Kwanzaa. What's the Jewish holiday that they they uh, they celebrate? Um, uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, yep. Where they light the candles. Mm -hmm. it's a, they, he just took the Jewish holiday and they light the candles and put it with... Uh, what Donald DeFreeze had gave him, and he just mashed up a bunch of shit, put it together, and called it a fucking holiday. And black people just so uh, 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 eager to celebrate some shit that they ran with it. Yeah, definitely. Matt, can I go and celebrate? You know, because it's a government odd. Master said, yeah, don't take Kwanzaa away from us and talk bad about it. Master said, we could celebrate. Fuck you and NASA. And fuck that government op Kwanzaa. That shit ain't nothing but Hanukkah mixed with the Naga religion. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Damn. False prophets. Now you ask, <laughs> you ask him about anything I just said, and he can't add value to that at all. Because he ain't doing his research. He's just going with the flow. These yeah. are popular opinion, mainstream media, niggas who only skim the surface. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, seven principles. Nigga, what seven principles? I did seven principles. Yep. Seven principles of Naga. I don't know about no Naga from. <laughs> yep. 
But I think that's our turn. It's been about two hours now. Yeah. I want to pass you back to my... That's a great recap on the year, man. Almost made it to two hours and 18. <laughs> but hey, appreciate you, brother. And uh, definitely, man. Definitely bring you back, man. Probably for February or more. Yeah. Oh, brother. I'm, uh, 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 I'm going to be... February, I will be levitating. levitating. I'll be that bitch like the last airbender. The airbender. Uh, uh, <laughs> Aang, the <laughs> yeah, man. You be the judge. Because Crumb conscious or is he crazy? Is he crazy, man? Conscious said, man, we out, man. Peace, brother. Always, man. Definitely, bro. 2019, here we go. All right. Peace, brother.